In a speech at the World Economic Forum in Davos yesterday, President Trump described climate change activists as the perennial prophets of doom who predict the apocalypse, when, of course, that's what the rest of us call Democratic pollsters. And finally, a progressive political action committee called Justice Democrats has called upon Hillary Clinton to back whomever the Democratic nominee is this year after she wouldn't commit to endorsing Bernie Sanders. Come on. You know Hillary. She's a team, she's a team player, and she's going to sign off on whoever the nominee is, especially because it's going to be her. Uh, also, I love the name of this group because who's going to vote for the Democratic nominee? Just us Democrats. The Trump Report starts now. <laughs> I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Happy first day of impeachment, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Trump Report. I didn't I'm know it was such Christian a festive occasion. Oh, my gosh. I it's like a Super Bowl. A bit more. I, I went right? shopping at Costco. I bought pizzas and snacks. And, and, and plant-based snacks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, wow. nobody came over to watch. I had wow. to watch it by myself. I had to eat all the snacks. But we can talk about it now and along with everything else that's in the news, uh, including uh, Bernie and Hillary. Uh, Bernie just happens to get in a lot of fights with the ladies. But uh, oh, I think oh, it's two, oh, week, two oh, weeks yeah, in a row. Yeah, two weeks in a row. It's two weeks in a row he got in a fight with a lady. Just saying. Thank you, Ryan, in the booth. Oh, uh, but joining me for this font, Chelsea Galicia. Hi. Not in a fight with her. <laughs> I am Christian Francis Scott one. Moore. Uh oh. In general, <laughs> for like I am on Twitter with uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, <laughs> Scott for years, literally years. Yesterday was three years since inauguration day. Mm-hmm. We did a very special installment of this show, and yep. I, I, I just when I think back for how long we've been doing this show, uh, I think it's crazy that I we've uh, been how many how many hours we've spent doing this show, and uh, I always enjoy getting to, to talk to both of you and our other hosts we've had over the years as well. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is award and, season. Yeah, so right, right, season Ryan get... the booth. Uh, we've spent a lot of time keeping an eye on the impeachment mm-hmm. clock. Now, the impeachment passed before Christmas in the House, but it wasn't it wasn't real. It wasn't like official, official. It's like when you're dating someone, but you don't tell anybody. Oh it's Facebook. Look, it's Facebook official now. <laughs> the impeachment is real. It's. It, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, look, it, it, Schiff changed his status in an impeachment. You know. So uh, what are your thoughts, Scott? I have to start with you because you've been watching that clock so carefully. I have been for years. Speaking of years, I've been waiting. Literally wait- for years you've been watching the impeachment clock. Waiting for it, yes. Yeah, exactly. Eleven fifty nine for all those uh, all those oh, years. And most of those years, it was yes. eleven fifty. I think yeah. it went back to eleven fifty five. It, it at did one point. for yeah. a little bit. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I, but I, here I, we he are. Had good, he had a good week for. I don't even he remember did. what it was now. I don't know. I don't know. It was a rare. It was, rare probably, little it, it was probably like, and, and then the next week there were pictures yeah. of like children in cages, and we're like, oh, okay, well then that there goes that week. But your thoughts. The fact that impeachment day is here, no shopping days left. I know it is finally here. So if you have not gotten those uh, yeah. impeachment gifts yet, you're too late. Yeah, there's a section at CVS. You know, you can actually it's right cards. Ne- it's right next to yeah. uh, St. Valentine's. Are making a joke that the Senate is. This is a little bit disturbing. Well, because well, I would say that it's it's a joke because essentially the Senate is not going to do well, the trial. Their, is a joke. The, yes, the, yeah. the, the, they're not doing their job, and that's what's going to be the most disappointing part of it. Because we already know it's baked in on what's going to happen. Maybe one or two Republican senators will cross over. But otherwise, we know it, what's going to happen. Uh, you know, they've already tried to shoot down having witnesses at the moment, and they're waiting to to vote on that. So again, if they really wanted to have a clear 
and make this a real impeachment trial, then the Republican senators would demand such a thing, but they're not. So, so we, we know how this is going to turn out mm-hmm. for Trump. He's most likely going to stay. Mm-hmm. I think what is more interesting is what this does to the senators that are up for re-election. Yes. And a big bummer is that you don't have them on camera because mm-hmm. there's no cameras right. in the courtroom. I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. which is also unfortunate. OJ for sure is up in arms about this. But what oh, I... Yeah, there definitely shouldn't have been cameras in that courtroom, by the way, in the OJ trial. I mean, you know, I, I mean... Just, uh, that's not, a great not, debate. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, if it was... Ju- Judge Ito was playing to the camera, you know, and I, I know people who've worked with him. Our, our, our guest, uh, Royal Oaks, who we've mm-hmm. had here, knows Judge Ito a little bit. He's, you know, had him, you know, he's appeared in court in front of him. But, but he, he's as also... A, a, as a, as a, a media maven, I, I think that uh, he was a little bit too focused on the, the uh, you know, and then look what it did to Marsha Clark. She got literally the worst haircut of the 90s because <laughs> people didn't like the way her hair looked, and then it got worse. But anyway, oh, okay. back to what you're actually talking <laughs> about. And this one, I you know, there should be cameras, even, you know, C-SPAN, and I... Unless McConnell starts play, or, or John Roberts starts playing to the to the camera, but you know even his role, people think you know this is really legit. It's overseen by the chief um, of the Supreme Court. Well, he doesn't really actually do all that much. Like a judge would normally hear objections real time. Mm-hmm. In a trial and say relevant or, or agree yeah, whether, it, whether it's right. relevant. It's sort of like when you hire Paris Hilton to be a DJ for your New Year's Eve party. <laughs> right. yes. you know, you're going to spend a lot of money. You get mm-hmm. a lot of attention because she doesn't really do anything. I mean, she's just there okay, to be there. Perhaps a great analogy. But it's I really, so. it's really <laughs> disappointing because part of this whole thing is like we can't have witnesses because if we have witnesses, then Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are going to be called up as witnesses. And that's when you need a judge who would listen to objections when they ask questions that are totally irrelevant Mm -hmm. to the charges. And the judge, Chief Roberts in this case, would say... Yes, sustained. That those questions are irrelevant, even if you you know put Joe Biden up. This is what, what I was hoping that there would be in the in the rules that this would be a departure from any impeachment there's been before. But that the chief justice would actually make uh, rulings on objections, like a normal so trial. Would a good judge? You can argue whether Judge Ito, Judge Judy, or Judge Roberts would be the best of these. <laughs> How would they respond to this question if uh, Joe Biden's on the stand and you said, uh, uh, Mr. Vice President, which are you more embarrassed by, uh, your son having the baby mama that he doesn't give child support to or the fact that he ended up uh, dating your other son's widow? Objection after the fact. assumes facts not in evidence. And I mean, but those are, those are facts. Uh, I submit to you the Daily Mail. That is my evidence, All Your right. Honor. And that, w- w- we, that would have been a pretrial <laughs> sure. motion to okay. try and enter that in. And the judge would have used federal I can't believe I remember this from 10 years ago. 403, <laughs> which whether something is more uh, prejudicial than actually helpful to... But it, it speaks to the character. Does he seem amazing. like someone who would okay, make a deal very, with very foreign governments? interesting. You cannot try somebody based on their character. Because you could try somebody for murder and be like, look how many times this guy has stolen and he has, uh, I don't know, he was a terrible father, a terrible, you know, employee, and that she, you should convict him of murder. We don't have that in this country. Would character you say that the Democrats are trying President Trump on his character? No. Okay. I just wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, they also don't right. like his character, but they're not trying Then I guess the comment is withdrawn, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, only to the extent that it is. it was in his character right. that he, you know... Tried to strong-arm the Ukrainian government? Yes, thank sure. you. Okay. Um... 
But anyway, there's a whole these sorts of ways that this could be closer to like the reality of a trial that most people face. I mean, most people don't face obstruction. No, and I mentioned it as a joke, but to most people, what they understand of of, of what a courtroom is like, it's probably like Law and Order or Judge Judy or, you know, one of those shows. Like, that's what you think court is like. I, yes. And, and watching the O.J. Simpson trial back in the 90s, you know, those, those were the type of things they would think. And you know. so, and the way, judge, Robert Kardashian had a bad haircut, too. I just, just, just for the record. Oh anyway. No, I just didn't want to seem sexist. <laughs> I think, I thought you didn't like speaking badly about the dead. Uh, well, you know, I think that... It's his uh, character. It's not his it character. It's just, just his hair. hair. Yeah, it's All just right. his hair. Good to know where the lines are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, in real time, a, a lawyer would make an objection that that question was irrelevant, okay. and the judge would say sustained, meaning agreed with you or yeah. overruled. Got to answer the question. Got to answer anyway, the question. If we had somebody like that in this trial, we could have all the witnesses that anybody wants to call. But the questions are going to be focused narrowly on the charges. Uh, what were you going to say, Scott? No, I was just saying right, and that's where having Joe Biden, his son, come in. In the sense, have nothing to do with the charges that Trump is up for. That's that's a whole other. Yeah, that would be well, a trial issue of whether right. A, a, right. a witness can be brought up. Yeah. Like. I can see, you know, bringing up the point of like, well, you know, the reason that we wanted the Ukrainian government to investigate him is because we feel like his son was. You know, I think you, you, yes, you would make the point before the trial, mm-hmm. and I could see how a judge would be like, well, I don't know about that, but yeah, let's let's hear it, let's hear what you're going to ask. You know, I can see having them come up there, and uh, let's let's just say, hypothetical time, let's just say. That the Democrats are like, fine, yes, Joe Joe Biden's son did something. I, I can't even remember what the accusation is. I mean, he was getting money to be on the board of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, which you know, don't look good for sure. Right. Unfortunately, that's the way things are legal right now. I'm sure, I would like to do something about that, mm-hmm. but let's just say, yes, that that was wrong. Okay. When Trump wanted an investigation into this, would that been? And an announcement. What what Trump is accusing the Bidens of doing is itself not illegal. It looks bad. Right. Well, and then so I, what I is guess. That, so, so what is he investigating? Some, right, something well, that I, looks I, bad, but, but it's. That's no, also his own argument right. or his lawyer's argument for, for his, what he did. What it's he like did, it doesn't right. look good. Right. But. When you, you know, you look at this, uh, people basically said, like, uh, you shouldn't really withhold aid from somebody you asked to do something. And then there's able to point out, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we gave it to them. We just we just asked, like, wouldn't you wouldn't you go look at it? And no, again, they didn't is, give it to them. Well, it wasn't released at the, in the, when it was supposed to be released. And even the, well, government, eventually, the government accountability office, yeah. a nonpartisan office, says, yes, he violated the Impoundment Act, which I don't know why they named it that, but whatever, mm-hmm. which says that you cannot, a president can't change the way that money is allocated or when it's given. It, that's up to Congress, and he can't interject his own personal opinions on that. Once Congress has spoken, Congress had already spoken on that. He that he had nothing to do with the decision of when the the aid should be released. It depends on the kind of funds allocated. So I assume that Congress wouldn't have needed to vote on the uh, cash payment to Stormy Daniels. That's not something that they would have had to vote on, right? He could have decided for himself to just give it to her in one lump sum, or would he have had to? Are we talking about taxpayer money? That's yeah, it's personal money. I just wanted to. I mean, I just wanted to bring up that. I just wanted to bring up that he banged a porn star, basically. I just thought it was. I mean, that's campaign finance yeah. laws. That's a whole other. 
so where we're at with the impeachment right now, uh, I believe right now, I don't, I, I don't know. They shouldn't recess because look, it's the most exciting part of the uh, of the NFL playoffs when they spend a full day talking about rules and no one can agree on the rules and the rules barely change. And, and I think they started at noon Eastern time. One o'clock. One o'clock. Uh-huh. All right, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's my my watch was set for Newfoundland time. My apologies. Uh, and so it's seven thirty there right now. Are they're still going? I mean, they must have taken a break yeah. for you know potty break. Well, or something. I don't know if it has already started. <clears throat> The but actual just part, the rules what, part, just the rules part, yeah. is okay, still going on, right? I think once, so. once the House managers have a chance to put on their case against the president, they have 24 hours to do it in total over two days, meaning right, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was what the rule was at the beginning of the day. Oh, it's what has changed now. is uh, Scott's number one follower, Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. uh, conceded to giving a third day to each side. Not you know, so same 24 hours, so the same 24 eight hours. hours. Yeah. But yes, it, that's the. Thing. I mean, okay. I think that's probably why the original proposal was 12 hours over two days because what they, you know, probably what they really wanted to give was eight hours or sorry, eight hours a day over three days or however you want to allocate it. But uh, so, yeah, so that's currently where the, the rules are. That's, that's kind of the one rule that budged as far as as far as I was able to yeah, ascertain as as before we were tell. here. Mm-hmm. So it did change a little bit. But you you're definitely right. When everybody started speaking, when uh, Chuck Schumer was speaking and Adam Schiff spoke on the floor of the Senate, that's the kind of the, the least exciting crossover I've ever seen on television is, oh, my God, it's a guy from the House. Look at him. He's on the floor of the Senate. This is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh crisis on uh, infinite capital hills but i just didn't feel like we're getting that much you know so i'm glad you guys didn't come over for the party today because this day wasn't well, really that exciting I, my twitter feed is like wow do yourself a a favor and watch this speech that adam Schiff gave. You uh, no, said no, 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 gym- no 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 you didn't give a good speech okay. um i wanted to actually uh, bring up the the language uh and, and i don't mean uh, inappropriate language uh there's a there's a headline that's uh, circulating out there that has uh, it, it mentions what he how he re- described President Trump and I see Ryan in the booth feverishly trying He's to find it. Uh, yeah, he he did use yeah he he did call him. I forget what he said. He basically uh, he called him a corrupt president who wants the complete destruction of Congress as the impeachment trial opens. Uh, and he gave an impassioned speech that uh, that the senators must convict him. Uh, so, yes, a corrupt president. And that was the part that I had seen so apparently when I was multitasking at the gym because, obviously, <laughs> I'm so ripped. So there are cameras inside right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there, the press wasn't there at that point because uh, that was Schumer's point, was letting the press in. And, and I don't think that they get to be there for the rules. I don't quite know where they I would really Scott, Scott, you look like you might know a little bit about where they are with the press. Well, yeah, so I, I heard that they still hadn't let them in, but I hadn't watched it on TV. I only heard it on the radio today, you know, in the car right. and at the office. So I wasn't sure exactly where it was left off if it was just one, like a C-SPAN type camera mm-hmm. and everyone had to... What had I to really want, the it. shot I want is yeah. a close-up on each senator as they're sworn to be an impartial juror right. and uphold the Constitution and for them to look John Roberts straight in the face and say, yes... But then grab their quotes from a couple weeks ago, like McConnell and Lindsey Graham saying, I'm not impartial. I've already made up my Mm. mind. Yeah. And have those two juxtaposition against each other. Is Graham up for re-election? Yes. And he's someone's running against him right now. And, And that was the thing. They've already used the loop of him back in 1999 with the Clinton impeachment. 
and basically that's been going around about him, you know, basically being a hypocrite and saying. But wouldn't, his, wouldn't his constituents thing with, want him to vote against impeaching Donald Trump? I mean, yeah, but Lindsey Graham. These are people who voted for Lindsey Graham in the past. You could at least say that you're going to listen. Yes, I, I mean that they would look, just. I, I think that's what everybody should say. Is that like you know, it's like well, I, you know, I, I like the president and I trust him, uh, but I, I'll try to approach this with an open mind. I'm saying somebody like Lindsey Graham should say that. You know what yeah. I mean? Be like, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm going to approach this with an open mind. And that's, to me, why they should allow for witnesses. I'm, and, you know, and, and look, I get it. Don't give Democrats everything they want. You want to set some rules. But not but saying you can't call any witnesses or, or submit any new documents, it's not going to help your case against the fact that you gave, a, you know, a fair, a fair trial, you know, where you considered it. Yes, we all know how it's going to end, but at least give the impression that people were listening and that the prosecution were able to provide a, the best case that they could instead of, you know, their claims that uh, they've been kind of handcuffed the whole time. And if if you say, oh, this has been some partisan hack on the side mm-hmm. of the House, you don't then just say, well, now we're going to do a partisan hack on the side of the Senate, which seems to be what they're doing. Yeah. You would say, well, we at least are going to take this seriously and conduct this as the framers would have wanted it, wanted to. But of course, I'm yeah. not one of them, so I can't say that that would well, be. Well, you're their not mindset, one of them yet. Well, you haven't announced your campaign yet. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think still time. I think their playbook on the Republican side is the fact that they don't want to give it any relevance because, to in their opinion, or at least to to who their their voters are and everything, they want to make it seem like this is all a big partisan joke, and it's not even worth warranting taking this seriously because if they're taking it seriously, then they're giving in to the Democrats and you know the witch hunt and the hoax and all that. So. Their playbook, rightly or wrongly, is that they're going to keep playing it as this is a waste of time, this is a partisan joke, we can't give it any seriousness, any relevance. And it's incorrect, and I think it's going to backfire on them, but that's their thoughts right now is that their base wants to hear that, their voters want to hear that, and they don't want to give relevance. Okay, so at least after this, we can still all very much say that Washington is broken, mm-hmm. right? Or, uh, no one thinks that Trump fixed American politics. Or well, I don't know. The last time I checked, I, I felt like the swamp was dry. I didn't think there was uh, there was anything marshy floating around. No, I do think that the majority of people you're gonna you're gonna of course have an exception. You know that I feels mean, like everything works really well and things work better. But yeah, I think the majority of people would be like both sides. Uh, the way both sides are handling this is an indication that is not a system that is working particularly well at at the moment. Okay. Uh, well, th- yeah. I, I mean, mean that, that that's what you thi- that's what I think, but uh, I'm Cuz I'm, I'm trying not very to find smart. the common through line that both sides can agree on. You know, the, the this hyperpartisan Washington stuff is broken and at least nobody's giving Trump credit for fixing any of that because if we can see that Trump is just one more in this uh, line of you know broken politicians in Washington, then uh, then maybe there's a chance that it was like oh dang maybe it wasn't the you know reality TV star that was going to fix <laughs> American politics. Um, maybe it requires somebody with like a real strategy and to be able to name the real problem. The real problem wasn't NAFTA. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. they're blaming. You know, everyone agrees it's still messed up, but they're just blaming the other side for it and not you know saying that they're doing fine, but. If it, you know, we're hoping saying if it wasn't for the Democrats because of their hatred for Trump and their continuous like trying to impeach him for everything, then we could probably work together. And the Democrats are saying opposite. Could, the Republicans because that worked you know, so, so that's well what I'm saying. in Obama yeah. years, right? Others- so exactly, but that's the problem is that everyone's still blaming the other side instead of it's, so. That's something that I think we can all agree on. There, everyone's blaming each other instead of 
trying to work together, but I don't see how we really can at this so, point. So, so, so what I would like this to lead everyone to is that it's a problem with the system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of both sides. Um, and I named that problem the, the problem of the role of money in, right. in politics, which is a, an evil that corrupts both sides, mm-hmm. and that if we fix that up, we fix the entire system. We don't, you know, annihilate the Democrats, and we don't annihilate the Republicans. Well, it would be cool maybe to add an, another party or two. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, let's bring the Whigs yeah. back. Where have right, they been? I know. You know? It's about time. It's, it's you know? definitely time. It's been uh, over Bull 150 party, years. I, I, look, I would go to the Bull Moose Party convention just <laughs> for the T-shirt. I mean, we already we we already have like three parties, but two of them are under one roof. We have like the the AOC Bernie mm-hmm. uh, party. Wait, yeah, we have the Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah, Bill Hillary and even are... like George W. Bush would probably now yeah, be in that, it's, right? Well, it's, now. A, it's amazing though. I mean, like, when you think of Gerald Ford and Richard Nixon, they'd be oh. Democrats and Eisenhower. I mean, it's it's just fascinating. And to then me and then how we have shifted. You know, Trump land. So mm-hmm. so three three parties. We just gotta separate them out and uh, give them all starting fair equal playing ground, and and then and take the money out. Yeah, and then. Made the best party win. Well, I was going to have a fun question, but then I did oh. some research while you guys were talking. And I would, and yes. I would say real quick, shorten the election season too, oh. mm-hmm. because I think that's part of the problem too. When when it comes to money, it's like now it's always perpetual campaign season, and a lot of places like the UK, and of course very different, but like UK, it's it's basically six weeks. It's from. Labor Day to you know November. Those I, type by of way, things. I'm, where, I'm all for where, that. I, I would love a like a six week. You know what? Let's give it two full months. Right, like like, yeah. like the middle of August of until the early November. Great. Dude, I, I would love that. So that's what I'm seeing is like when you add the money, now you're adding perpetual campaign. Yeah. There's like three uh, debates yeah. in February alone. After we've had so many Democratic debates, it's like okay. So, but really let's... on this one, it's gonna be it's gonna be the big media that doesn't want that because mm-hmm. they make so much right. money. Right. Both the you know Fox News is although thank God there's only all, but whatever and no, the CNN Fox Business. Let's be honest. Right. There's, you know? there's multiple. Yeah. Okay. Channels. So so this is something that would upset both of them, which means it's probably a good right. idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. Money. Uh, money so uh, I was going to I had a I had a fun little question, but then I did research to realize it was wrong that, you know, just say, you know, Chief Justice Roberts has the stomach flu and he just can't sit there one day. Uh, I, I, I had the wrong justice who would have filled in for him. I would assume it would be the longest tenured and that would be Clarice Thomas. So uh, uh, I, thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be I thought uh, it was going to be one of the Democrats. <laughs> and then uh, I just wanted I because I spent so much time looking it up. I wanted to put it out there that I, I was kind of excited. Like, oh, what if a Democrat like presided over it for like a day? Because, mm-hmm. you know, John RBG, Roberts. And yeah. she like she's like in the middle of this trial, we're going to now uh, conduct voir dire, which is jury selection. And we're going to take out you people who came in here already saying that you were we're not going to be an impartial jury. There you go. But that's not what's happening. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the impeachment, uh, you know, if Mitch McConnell has his way, it'll be over by this time next week uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I think it might stretch out a little bit longer than that, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we will talk more about that next week. I did want to talk about the, uh, you know, campaign season is not two months. Uh, we're uh, we're in the thick of it, and we have been really since, well, we talked about three years ago, we did Inauguration Day. Uh, since and, pretty much then. And Donald Trump had already uh, put in for his re-election right. uh, committee. And, and by the way, his, for, his inauguration where, as yeah. we know, there were about a billion people on the mall in Washington. Uh, I, I, I believe uh, Sean Spicer uh, gave us a sworn affidavit on that. So, in any case, 
Sometimes uh, the jokes, like, people are going to take them as real. Well, I mean, it basically who's joking? could be real. Who's joking? <laughs> uh, in any case, I wanted to, uh, you know, this because I alluded to it at the beginning, and I want to uh, bring our friend Ryan in the booth into this. Uh, you know, last week we talked about the way that the debate ended. Oh, we boy. didn't have all the information <laughs> at hand. We just knew that there was an exchange between uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren that didn't seem to go well for either of them. Uh, I guess Elizabeth Warren was convinced that he had tried to call her well, a liar. He, she said, "I think you just called me a liar." I think you just called me a liar. The thing, and, and there was this stupid thing about thirty years in nineteen ninety being yeah, thirty years ago. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ryan, you were talking beforehand. That really stressed you out. It you did. were saying so. Uh, <laughs> tell, take a one minute and tell our audience oh, why that was so stressful. Well, I to mean, you. so the, the thing that was stressing me out today about it was, you know, you saw everything with Hillary Clinton come out, where he was like, "Yeah, nobody likes yeah, we'll, them." Yeah, and, we'll get to that in a moment. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's actually what actually tied into this for me was that uh, I don't like that the two progressive candidates are not helping each other. They're tearing each other down right now, not lifting each other up. And I mean, it is. It's a big topic. I think last week that question was so unfortunate. I cannot believe that they asked a follow-up directly going against what Bernie just immediately denied. He didn't say, and they're like, oh, okay, when he did say it, like, that's so messed <laughs> yeah. up. But that was totally an opportunity for her to take the floor and, like, set the record straight, and she didn't. And even afterwards, you know, you're doing stuff, like, right on TV. The screen, the cameras are still on you, and you're addressing that type of stuff. I just think it's not the look you want for those two people. And, like, the big takeaway for me is, like, a week ago... If either of them were the nominee, I would just assume that the other would be their running mate. And now I don't know so much. I just think, I don't think they're getting along. I, I think it's really concerning. And sure. I think that the media is so feeding into it, especially when you have someone like Hillary Clinton chiming in about it like that. Right. And they're just feeding on it. It's just it's well, really well, frustrating. The last quote that I heard was that Elizabeth Warren said, Bernie is my friend and I'm not going to talk right. about this anymore. Well, Ryan, uh, let me just explain. You know, sometimes mommies and daddies fight. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that they don't like each other. It means that they still want to tax you heavily to pay for their government-funded uh, Medicare. That's okay. They're still on the Not same page. Not necessarily, because if Calm they down. take the Calm money down. out of the military... Just, but see, just a but, joke. But see, this just joke is uninforming people. If they're watching this show, they're not that well informed. Uh, <laughs> what well, I'm just saying, like, if you're getting your news from this show, I don't know if we want to put that up. I but, love uh, these people, but I'm just saying, are you getting your news from us? I think we're here to kind of commentate and provide more perspective. People get on their it. news from, but yes, it, different it, it, sources. So it, it was, but I do understand your point, and it's a valid one that you know this isn't really the time for this kind of fighting. And if you're that angry about it. You're going to all be backstage in, in a little bit when there's not cameras everywhere. And just let them know, like, yeah, that's really, you know, like, I think you called me a liar. But she just couldn't. She, like, had to She had to do it right away. And look, we all get mad. That's fine. But I don't know that that was, that, that was necessarily – I don't – let's put it this way. Do you think that helped either one of them, the fact that that happened, uh, you know, on camera, even though we didn't hear it? But did it hurt either? I, I don't think uh, it I changed think it might anything. Have. I don't think so. I think it's just a uh, – It hurt Ryan. Uh, Ryan's very upset. I think, yeah, the thing – sorry, I don't want He's to – He's got a security interject. blanket right now, like Linus from Peanuts. He's got the weight, weighted blanket. Yeah. Oh, those are good. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> what were you going to say, Ryan? They legit. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I think, like, the thing that frustrates me about it is, you know – uh, it might come down to a, being a popular candidate, right, for this for this year, like uh, who's going to take down the Republican side. And I think, you know, you just don't want to really split the options like it happened last year 
and you want I think you really want to have someone that everyone can kind of back behind. And that was kind of the quandary with last election. Like there was just no one really was someone was super uber passionate about. And I just really think that they need to figure this stuff out behind the scenes and they're just not doing each other any favors. Like Two people that I know loved Elizabeth Warren now aren't about her. Wow. <laughs> and a lot of people, my friends what? that are with Bernie Sanders, they're like, yeah, that really, he's sexist. I'm like, geez, like oh. people are really, their minds are Holy like majorly wow. being yeah. changed by this stuff. And that does what feed the? into the, the point that I made only half jokingly because now this week he's on the receiving end of it. But, uh, you know, and we were talking beforehand. So there's these comments from Hillary Clinton that uh, no one likes Bernie. Uh, and the question was brought up before we started, why did that come up this week? That is not a quote that she made in a statement this week. That's in a documentary that she's in. I guess it's going to be on Hulu, Hulu like but I think it's, they're showing it uh, at Sundance. It at Sundance. Mm-hmm. So ahead of Sundance, the filmmakers very wisely started circulating <laughs> this clip, or at least this quote, and so there's that side of it. But it, it is a bit of a problematic question because she was asked, as I alluded to at the top of the show, that, well, yeah, but you're still going to you're still going to endorse Bernie. And she's like, well, but I mean, it's a dumb it's sort of a dumb question in the one way you're either going to endorse Bernie or you're going to endorse Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, if Bernie, assuming Bernie's a nominee, that's what the hypothetical is. Right. You know, not endorsing Bernie during the primaries, which you can, you know, there's no reason that she would have to do that. But if he were to be the nominee, she really is like, yeah, just everybody stay home. Don't vote for him. I think that actually helps Bernie. Well, that, if she were to do that, if she were to tell people to stay home and not vote. Uh, I even think that this statement that she's like, Lukewarm well, about the idea. I mean, we're talking about miscongeniality. Everybody loves Hillary, so if she knows anything about personality, it would certainly be her. I, I think if Hillary had said, "I'll, I'll, uh, no I would support Trump," I'm support Trump. That might actually be more believable. Look, than somebody Bernie. said by that way, though in the social media. There shock was, me by the couple, way. A couple people were like, "Oh, she actually Look, supports Trump." They're friends really, from the if, past, and yeah, over, if over she Sanders. really hates, if she really did hate Bernie. Uh, yeah, then you come out when, in favor of Trump. When you come out and say nobody likes him, which is something that a third grader says, nobody likes him. It sounds you. like something Trump would say. Well, That's why I was, what I was shocked by it. I was like, oh my God. Nobody likes Joe Biden. And yeah. Nobody it. likes Adam Schiff. I loved Bernie responded when he was this asked was about that. Like and he says, well, let's be clear about something. On a good date, my wife likes yeah. me. Yeah. So, but, that was but then he did the, the important thing, which is you don't actually dwell on the question. And he pivoted to which, impeachment. Yeah. When yeah. we were speaking last week, I thought that was the best part of. Of Elizabeth Warren being given the question that that Ryan mentioned, yes, which was, no, I didn't say it. So when he said it, what did you think? You know, she didn't play along with that line of question, and, that, and that's what I said about that last week too. Is that she kind of had to thread that needle because on one hand she didn't want to go too extreme because she doesn't want to alienate the Bernie supporters in case she gets the nomination, but it brings up the whole thing, which again it's it's kind of a bummer that the media and that CNN asked this question to froth them up instead of having. Like like Ryan was saying, we we want everyone to be working together because the ultimate goal is defeating Donald Trump. And when we start getting into these inter battles, it takes away the focus on what Democrats have to do, and 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 it just makes me nervous that we're getting into these battles already, and that the media is a, is basically upping this for their own, 
you know, fun. It's like, oh, let me just go ahead and let's stir the pot. Let's stir the pot to get some ratings and get some drama Mm -hmm. in here, you know, Mm -hmm. like a reality show. And let's, you know, instead of focusing on the real issues and the real uh, danger of allowing us us to not feel as motivated when another nominee that we don't like gets gets chosen. And now we sit out and we hand a second term to Donald Trump. So that's where I think. It's very frustrating because now we're seeing those type of things where we shouldn't be focused on a, a, a feud, whether or not he said or didn't say a woman couldn't be. Pre- it, it's beyond the point at now. It's what can we do to move past this and and get everybody on the same page yeah. to be able to do what we need to Look, do if, to to if to he makes Donald a comment Trump. like that, like in a debate, you know, and like in closing, you know, here's why you should vote for me because a woman would never, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, let's spend a lot mm-hmm. of time on it. Yeah. But this was, you know, a, 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 I guess a, what, a, a confidential comment, you know, personal conversation behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And look, it's just the way he, fe- he felt at that time. I or mean, Or maybe not. Or maybe, no, no, just hypothetically. If, if he, he did, did say, say it, it then, right. if he said it, that's what it would mean. But yes, he also, you know, according to him, he didn't say it. According to the CNN uh, moderator, he apparently did say it. <laughs> so I don't know who to believe. <laughs> uh, so we only have two minutes left, and I wanted wow. to take. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a fast one. You know, yeah. we we have to talk about the rules for seven more hours, but uh, it's all right. We'll do that with the cameras off. Uh, well, the the way the trial is going to happen. But uh, last week we all took a poll that was from the Washington mm-hmm. Post, I believe, mm-hmm. and we each got to answer questions of uh, where we stood on some issues, and uh, I think we had some surprising uh, results. Um, I'm going to go first because I was shocked by mine. Uh, the candidate that I most identified with in terms of uh, you know common uh, common areas of interest, according to these twenty, according questions. To, according to these 20 yes. questions, the truth is only twenty questions. I don't think I would have done it if it were hundred questions, but I think if it was hundred yeah. questions, you get a better idea. Uh, was Mike Bloomberg? What the? Uh, and I was like, oh. I, and then you, when you look back on it, you're like, okay, there's probably like two that I answered in a way that pushed him mm-hmm. over the edge. Uh, but then like last place was tied, Elizabeth Warren and Tulsi Gabbard. So I'm just like, okay, so I, I don't know what I don't know what this poll means. I need I need another twenty questions, yeah. but. Uh, without dwelling on my results, uh, Chelsea, just say what what yours were, and then uh, Scott, just uh, let everybody know where you were at. I mean, I think you, you know the first two spots were no surprise, but the third well, one. Well, just say what they were. Anyway. Bernie and Elizabeth, right? Of course. But the third spot, Tom Steyer, that yeah. really surprised me. Well, you probably me. felt very strongly about climate change, and he probably notches above everyone else in a few ways. You know, maybe there was specific wording about a climate change question or something where it was like, no, Biden doesn't actually feel that way. Or, you know, I don't know, Elizabeth Warren doesn't feel that way. But Tom Steyer, well, he's staking his fortune on that. Uh, and Scott, right. who well, did uh, – how did you do? Well, I was surprised because a, a, a couple of them I wasn't, but they're all clumped together. It was like Biden and Steyer was the biggest surprise as number one. And then right do there you, at 14 – Do you think Steyer spent money to raise <laughs> that's that what I was wondering. Because... He's just like, yeah, Washington Post, you guys don't have a good circulation. I, here's, a, here, here, here's half a bill. Right, because I, I was very surprised by that. But then right there – 14, like right in second place, was Buttigieg and yeah. Elizabeth Warren. But then way in last place was Tulsi Gabbard and Bernie Sanders. So I was very surprised. That, that we were, Bernie would be in last place. That he'd be last and, with and Tulsi. Had, like, they're very I had different. Elizabeth Warren tied with Tulsi. Yeah. And, I, you know, like there's I think there's things that I don't necessarily agree with Elizabeth Warren. But if you were generally saying, yeah. you know, like, oh, do you, do you oppose everything that she does? I'm like, no, I wouldn't say that. But uh, the results of these 20 questions. Anyway, these, I just thought it was, it was fun. It, yeah, it was surprising. It's fun, but... They were kind of a joke. Not one question about money and politics. Right. That's right. I did actually what? notice that. Yeah. You did? I'm yeah, so because proud. I was like, well, Chelsea shouldn't have even Yes. Oh, well, that's why I said I'm like, there, it could have been a better... Uh, 
because a lot of people are posting <laughs> about it. And so now I'm concerned that people are like, oh, this is who I need to vote for because of the 20 questions. Yes. And they weren't Terrible. very good. And, and we do have to wrap. But uh, Lady Goth says, I always knew Christian was a Bloomberg plant. You did find me out. <laughs> I, uh, I do uh, I do get uh, you know large payments deposited every month into an offshore account. In any case, yeah, I was just say we are out of time it. for this week, but uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at 4 o'clock for more impeachment talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, Scott Brown, where do people find you? Scott Moore. <laughs> Scott Brown's in the chat. Scott Moore's over here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. And, uh, you know, I'll be talking about Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump there and calling him out. Oh. Yeah. And Chelsea, <laughs> where are you going Sorry, Chelsea Lisa. Sorry, you can find sorry. me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And this Thursday night here at After Buzz TV at 9 Pacific for the series premiere of Star Trek Picard. We'll be doing the after show of that. But that is all the time we have for today, so we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.